God's word is his weapon for revival and transformation of lives for his glory. Prepare your heart as you receive the word of God coming to you from Calvary Way Revival Labors. For inquiries and counsel, you can send an email to calvarywayrevivallabors at gmail.com or call 08065607999. God bless you as you listen and obey. Amen. Father, we thank you because you are the Almighty. You told us that you are set to move in Africa in the next couple of years. And this CLDR is a total overhaul of what has been happening in our life all this while. In preparation, a foundation in preparation for the revival that the time has come. No matter how much noise people make in the body of Christ about the revival, there is a monster there's an enemy called self that must be overcome that must be evacuated if the revival will come and if it will last thank you for dealing with us thus far the body is heavy in my own heart as a person and I pray that there will be a transfer of body that every one of us will focus on you and what you want to do in our life in this meeting. Self must be utterly destroyed. Like the Amalekites, you commanded that they should be utterly destroyed. Self in our life will be utterly destroyed. There shall be no remains of it. As we move on to check on one more character before we break, grant us strength and grace. Open our eyes one more time in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. In 2 Samuel 11, David was supposed to be in a war front. The Bible says it came to pass when kings go forth to war that David was in the house. He sent Joab, the commander of the army. That scripture is spectacular. Please open to that scripture. It's something that is very serious about the flesh. Second Samuel 11. And it came to pass after the year was expired at the time when kings go forth to battle. This is the period kings go forth to battle. But King David did not go forth to battle. He sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel. And they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. It came to pass at the eventide in the evening. What happened? He rose up from his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof, he saw a woman watching herself. 
And the woman was very beautiful to look upon. And David sent and inquired after the woman. And one said, Is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite? The story continues. He took the woman, slept with the woman. Then the woman got pregnant. He recalled the husband from the battle. And wanted the husband to go and sleep with his wife while the battle was raging on. The husband said, O king, as the Lord lives, if you have backslided, I have not backslided. Joab, Israel, the ark, they are in the war front. And you want me to go to my house and sleep with my wife while Israel, the ark, and Joab are in the war front. I will not do it. He tried to use uh, maybe wine and alcohol to make him get drunk. The man said, I will drink your wine, but I will not sleep with my wife. So when that failed, the next plot was to kill him. He wrote a letter bomb and gave him. And that was how an innocent soul was killed in a cold blood. It is amazing that even in God's choicest vessels like David, self can still find an expression. Especially in their careless moments. If someone like David fell a terrible victim of this wicked self, all of us must be very careful. No matter how anointed or powerful we think we have become in the things of God. David was God's choosing king over Israel. And God himself testified about him. That is a man after his own heart who will do all his will for his people. In Acts 13.22, from a very humble family background, where he himself was the last born, God raised him up. To become the king of Israel. Saul lost his throne because of, the, of self. Do you know that David also lost the throne because of this matter? Are you aware? He lost the throne to Absalom. It's just by mercy that God restored the throne back to him. But he lost it. You know what self does? Self is against you. An enemy inside, ready to advise, cancel, control, and make you lose focus in fulfilling God's purpose for your life. That is why, who can be more passionate for us and towards us like Jesus, who said, If any one of you want to come after me as a disciple, Listen, in discipleship, the true one, you can never succeed as a disciple if you don't handle this enemy called self. Thank God for anointing. We move anointing too. Thank God for miracles. We have a number of them happening. Deliverances, we do deliverances. But when you finish all of this, 
the worth of your work, your level before God, will be measured, you know, on what we are done by self and what we are done by God. Men may clap for you. The work may look big and glamorous. But how much of it are purely from the Spirit of God and not self-added? What is it that led David into the first problem of lust towards this woman? He was advised by himself not to go to battle when other kings are going to battle. Self will advise you, don't go to fellowship when other brethren are going to fellowship. I remember asking one brother, why didn't you come to discipleship? He said he decided to stay at home and review his life. To do what? That things are not going well, the way he, he thought. So he decided to just think about his life. Being at the wrong place at the right time. You decided you will not go again. Disobeying the word of God that said, do not neglect the assembly of one another. Other disciples are meeting for discipleship. You will be going about doing something else. You know that discipleship class is going on, but yourself will not allow you to humble yourself and join other disciples and fellowship together and learn together. These are the genesis of David's fall. It came to pass when kings are going forth for battle, when other disciples are going for missions to win souls and make disciples, you will be in the marketplace selling and pricing things. I hear you say, I must price him down today. When others are preaching and winning souls, Being at the wrong place, doing the wrong thing at the right time is one of the strategies of self. It doesn't look like sin, but it will eventually lead to sin. That's one thing about self. Anything that is coming from the flesh, initially it may not lead you to sin. It may not look sinful. But as long as you continue in that pathway, for example, self can advise you to visit a brother, maybe as a sister. Visitation is not a sin. But because that advice is coming from self, watch out what will come out of that visitation. He said, to be controlled by the flesh results in what? What is the result of that visit? You will now start hearing story. Um, as as the, the, the day is now dawning, is it dawning or getting dark? <laughs> As it's getting dark, I, it came to my heart the first time to go. But I ignored it. And when it is now dark, rain started falling. Self-like strategy. Organizing and arranging the situation so that it will make you feel that there's nothing you can do about it. I remember one brother telling me, that he visited, he went to somewhere in a city to do something. And then when he finished doing something in that city, as he was about to leave the city, 
He said, let him just call the girl he wanted to marry. I don't know whether it's the sister, but somebody he wants to marry. You know, some brothers, eh? they, don't want, they don't want to marry sisters in the discipleship. They, they will do MLDT with sisters. But in their eyes, their self will classify those sisters that these ones, you know, they don't reach my, my class. They are looking for one set of classical, you know, classical. So some of them will want to import an unbeliever and preach to the unbeliever, convert the unbeliever. I know some ladies, they just want to get married. So if you want me to repent today, I repent in the name of the Lord. Discipleship, I go discipleship. What do you want? When, I, when is our wedding coming, coming? Do we go for marriage interview? I go. Sometimes I wonder why God has helped you, helped a sister in the same training. You have drank from the same well, ate the same food, and you are thinking the same way. You will not see the will of God there. You will go and import an unbeliever. And after marriage, you will tell the unbeliever, let us go for discipleship. Say, I'm tired. I'm I'll be praying for you people as you are going. Will you beat her? Will you force her? Try it now. Just touch her. Everybody will hear that a pastor is beating his hair. So I don't understand. So this brother, I don't know whether the person is a believer or unbeliever. He just said he, he called the girl the girl is in that city. He called the girl. I'm in town. He's already in the park. <laughs> You're not getting me. About to enter vehicle and, and go home. And the girl said, Ah, you are in town. You didn't want to come and see me. Ah, come and see me now. That was how he went to see her. And then, self walked out fornication. From fornication to unwanted pregnancy. That visit resulted in what? Is it the Holy Spirit that asked her? I don't know where to start. That asked him to enter into the relationship. I don't know where to start from that point. Don't know where to start. You can advise me where to start. Eh? Being at the wrong place at the right time. It can cause quarrel, it can cause misunderstanding, it can cause fight, it can cause lust, it can cause romance. You just visited. And when you visited, from there, so you will just go like that, you won't even kiss me before you go. Eh? Is that how you say you love somebody? I didn't say we are going to have sex, so just simple kissing you can't even do. And you, a brother, you know, sometimes you wonder when people talk like that, where are they coming from? These people, are they not disciples? Are they not believers? How did they come about this? From there, sin will come up. Watch out. The 
Diana, the first and the only daughter of Jacob, in Genesis 34, 1 to 2, she went out just to do what? To see the people of the land. Eh? She went to stroll. Have you heard about strolling? You know, just to stroll. Evening stroll. Eh? Just escort me, let's stroll. She went out. She went out of discipleship. She went out of spiritual authority. She went out of the Holy Ghost leading. She went out of spiritual coverage to go and see the people of the land. Do you know, many of us are doing that, what Diana did online now. You are not following me. By the time you went out to see the people on Facebook, is it not the same thing that Diana did that you are doing? You don't want to talk. Oh. By the time you went out, you say, ah, let me know what is happening in social media back. You know, you keep on shaking. From there, you will see one thing that will lead you to another. Sometimes when you ask people, why do you watch pornography? Why? Mad people that are videoing themselves. Because it's only a mad person that can be naked. And knows that people are watching him. And is not ashamed to go and cover his nakedness. People that are mad with spirit of madness. There are two kinds of demons in uh, pornography, uh, whatever they call themselves. Two kinds of demons. One is the spirit of madness. Two is now the spirit of immorality itself. And you that say you are a believer that has the Holy Ghost in you, eh? you will carry your eyes to abuse it when the Bible says your body, your eyes is not for immorality. Many of them, how did you come about watching pornography? He said, eh, I was just passing through the Facebook and I saw a short uh, picture like that. And from there, the thing now moved me. I started searching. Searching from there. It, 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 it's like a drug. Sometimes you will see someone, he will watch pornography all night. All night. Some of us here are victims of this. You are speaking in tongues. Oh. You are praying. Oh. You are preaching. Oh. How come the same thing that happened to David? The same thing that happened to Diana? She went out. Out of the Holy Ghost leading to see the people of the land. She went out and followed her self-desire. Why will I be in the house as if I'm caged? Eh? I should be able to see the people of the land and know what is going on around me. Eh? See, I don't come to this campus just to be a novice. I have to socialize. I, I don't know whether you are understanding me. I need to socialize and know what is happening on around me. I can't be just a novice, uh, go, go to fellowship, come back and go to lecture. Please, attend some, function, some social functions. Have you heard about social functions? That's Diana for you. And that was how she became defiled. His brothers became so angry. You know what they said concerning the young man that uh, impregnated their sister? They said he has done a thing that should not be done in Israel. I don't know why they didn't find fault with their sister. And they went and killed the whole village. If their sister has stayed at home, will that young man see him? Some of you met somebody 
on social media and you started discussing, discussing. After discussing a while, say, can we see? No, I will come to. What's the address? Just send me at the address. You know what I'm talking about because this is the age. This is David. He went out of the will of God at the wrong place at the right time. Diana, the same thing. She went out to see the people of the land. Oh, it has been long. I entered Facebook. I don't even know what is happening in Instagram again. Ah, what is the latest social media platform? TikTok. TikTok. Are there good things on social media? Are there Jesus on social media? People that know how to maximize the technology and advance the kingdom, you must be focused. Listen, sometimes when I go for set apart, I don't eat, not because I, I want to fast, but because of burden. I say to God, this generation must see you. I don't even know that I should. Sometimes I don't remember I should eat. I say, what is food? I want to see God. When you have a burden and a passion for the glory of God to be manifested in your generation, you can't be distracted by all these things. She went out to see the people of the land. The next thing that self-produced in David was lost. By the time he was there, in the evening, he's supposed to be in the battle. Listen, the grace to fight is there. The position of battle as a king is there. But he wasted all of that and was at home doing nothing. Doing nothing. May you not fall such a victim in the name of Jesus Christ. Some of us have fallen before and that has led you to one kind of temptation, one kind of trouble. You entered into one sin that even to today, the repercussions are still telling on you. Some ladies didn't plan for the baby that they are taking care of now. Eh? One man just came around and said, I love you. I love your hair. I love your lips. I love your leg. I love everything. Love, love, love. And she threw herself to the, the man. And the man will give her a, a, a baby and run away. And then she will enter into such. You know, some have conscience. They won't like to abort the baby. And because of their conscience, they will start training the baby. Is that part of God's purpose for their life? Please answer me. Self is the greatest enemy to your destiny fulfillment. The first destroyer of destiny is self. Please pay attention to what God is teaching us in this meeting. All the, my destiny destroyer, you must die. Oh God, they must die. All the people that are destroying my destiny. You need to face self in you. He is the first destiny destroyer. He wants to distort, divert the path that God has created for you. David was there. In the evening, just to look around. And he was looking around. And then he saw a woman. Excuse me. 
he didn't see the woman intentionally. He saw the woman by mistake. And it would have been a normal thing to remove his eyes and say, no, 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 no. Nakedness of another person is not, you are not permitted to see it by God's law of life. Somebody hearing me? You are only permitted to see your own nakedness, not another person's nakedness. It's wrong for you to be interested in seeing another person's nakedness. Anything in you that is desiring, and I see you going to Google search to search for somebody's nakedness, you are you are already gone. It's wrong. Self has already taken you away. Excuse me, if nobody has told you that, take it from this pulpit. It is wrong for you to even have the desire to see the nakedness of another person. If it happened by mistake, remove your eyes. It's, it's totally wrong. He saw a woman but that would have been a normal mistake. I, you know, you just look, you saw a woman. The problem with the self of David was not the first look. It was the second look. From the second look to closer observation. And from closer observation to lost. And do you know what was happening? When he sent for the woman, his wife was inside him. Tell me what is in this woman that is not in the body of his wife. Who knows what is in the body of this woman he saw. That is, as of this time, David has up to two or three wives. Am I correct? Eh? Yes. So even if the first wife is not, I don't know, go to the second one. Leave somebody's wife alone. You see self, even for the married people, even for people that are married. All of you, are you listening to me? Please pay attention here. There is something I want to share. I don't know whether you know it or you have heard it before. Sometimes people wondered, why is it that God allow a, a young a boy or girl that is growing up to have sexual urge years before he will be due for marriage. I think maybe from the age of 11, 12, such. Eh? I don't know at, the, at which age, but as young as that, the urge begins. I'm not talking about you know, what children are doing. In counseling session, you hear a lot of things. A lot of things. But I'm talking about the normal biology. Puberty. 12, 13, normal biology. So, now, somebody that is going to be married at the age of 27 or 25, or depends on 30, begin to have urge from 12 years, 13 years. Why wouldn't God make it in such a way that at the age of, let's say, 29 or 30, when he will be ready for marriage, he will activate the urge. Why didn't he create man that way? So that the moment you, 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 you know that you are ready for marriage, the urge is there. 
so that you don't need to be disturbing yourself about, you know, lost after somebody or that kind of thing. Why? Do you know the reason? The reason is because God wants both the man and the woman to learn how to control themselves before marriage. One of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is self-control. Put self under control. Self-controlled. To control yourself before marriage. Because if you cannot control yourself before marriage, you can never control yourself after marriage. Every adulterer you see and you know was an adult was a fornicator before the wedding. Go and verify. Those that were not fornicators before the wedding is so hard. I don't know how to put it before you can understand how hard it is for them to commit adultery after wedding. This is God's wisdom. But self will not allow you to follow it. He will tell you that you have not even, you are still a bitch in this age. Ha ha ha. Some years ago I was on evangelism. I met small, small boys. I think they should be in just one or just two. And I wanted to move and the Holy Ghost, go and, go and preach to them. They are also souls. So I went to them, I started preaching, and I said, Do you know that you can marry as a virgin? They said, Ha 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 ha. You know, the way they were laughing, I suspected that, oh, they have, most of them are no longer virgin again. Small, small boys, corrupt. Jesus called his generation an adulterous generation. What will he call our own? Adulterous squared. Adulterous squared generation. The first look may not be a problem, but why the second look? Excuse me, brother, brothers, why the second look? Okay, you are passing through Facebook or and you saw a picture you saw is not decent. You have seen it by mistake. So this is not what you are looking for. When I go to internet, I am looking for God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God in the internet when they go there. But those who are not pure at heart, when they enter there, they will be looking for their impurity. The impurity inside will be looking for what? Because mag- magnet only magnetizes what? Magnetic materials. What kind of heart do you have currently? Lost. Came up. Why he was looking. And lust of self, lust of the flesh is a terrible lust. Is a terrible lust. Look at your wife. You carry the woman past your wife and entered your bedroom. You know, when God wanted to punish David, he said, through Nathan the prophet, as you did it before Israel, so someone will sleep with all your wife. Before Israel. You remember it happened. His own son Absalom did it on top of the roof while all Israel are watching. We are still going to study Absalom's self. That one is self squared when we come to Absalom. Sexual lust, or what the Bible called eagerness for lustful pleasure. It is a problem 
in the lives of many believers, both brothers and sisters, that has led them into deep uncleanness such as pornography, masturbation, fornication, adultery, homosexuality, lesbianism. Are you one of them? Have you been delivered yet? If no, you must pause here and seek help from God. Looking carelessly at people and things can take you back to lust. Listening to lustful stories or music can trap you back to lust. Watching ungodly films, films acted by unbelievers can trap you back to lust. Moreover, the warning about lust is for both the married and the unmarried. Eh? Remember that David was married with many wives? So the issue is not saying, well, I am married, so I am free to watch pornography. No. So I say, eh, if you, I was asking one brother, he's not a brother, he's an unbeliever. He said eh, that he's watching pornography because he wants to know how they are doing the thing. No. That is a problem. Look at First Timothy, First Peter chapter 2 verse 17. First Peter chapter 2 verse 11. First Peter chapter 2 verse 11. Are you there? If you are there with me, let's read together. One, two, go. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust. Which what? Which war against your soul? Where is NIV? Read it for me. Dear friends. I urge you as foreigners. We, this world is not our home. Who is the name of that man that sang a song? He said, this world is not my home. Eh? Jim Brace. Old aged holy songs that when you listen to them, they will bring your soul back and face God. Not all these uh, jam, 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 jam of this generation. This world is not my home. I'm a stranger here. We are pilgrims. We are citizens of heaven. We are here to prepare for our eternity. Yes. Uh -huh. Abstain from sinful desires. These sinful desires, they wage war against your soul. Self is not your friend. Self is your enemy. Is warring against your destiny. Is warring against God's purpose for your life. He's saying, as far as I'm concerned, he will never be a vessel for revival. First Thessalonians 5.23 says, Abstain from all appearances of evil. All appearances. It may not look like evil, but it's appearing. Or it may not be evil, but it's appearing. Abstain. Wrong. First Corinthians 6.18 says, Flee fornication. Flee. Flee fornication. And then, Second Timothy 2.22a says, Flee also youthful lust. Wrong. This lust is not only sexual lust. There are other lusts 
of the flesh, pleasures of food, eh, can control a believer if he's not careful. We have talked about gluttony or overeating, especially when he sees that the food he likes is available, well cooked, with a good taste. He will fall into temptation of gluttony and overeating. Have you seen where people they they just shared biscuits, eh? free biscuits, and people are quarrelling for adults. I'm not talking about children. Have you seen that kind of thing before? Just one free thing like that. Small. They have the money one thousand times, but you see them quarrelling and putting their eyes on their eyes. See you. If you try this kind of thing, you did today. Next, I just I, I just you know. I know what, why I, I didn't talk, deal with you today. But today I'm going to share something in the next... Um, some people will eat, go for the second round, pack the food in bag, use uh, swan water, pour the uh, drink, but other people have not eaten. So now, I like this kind of occasion. Though. But there are people that did not eat. self doesn't care about others. Lost produce adultery in David. Look at how James put it. James chapter 1, verse 14 to 15. Say, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then, when lust has conceived, he bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. When loss has co- conceived, eh, what will loss bring out? Sin. If there is a lust that is pregnant in anybody here, by your own agreement, I abort that pregnancy. It will not bring forth sin. I decree deliverance from lust in the name of Jesus. David is now on the train, on the bus, whose conductor is self. The driver is lost. And the train is heading towards adultery. Some people currently are on the same train. Some of them entered the train at a junction called Lossful Look. They just looked lustfully and they entered the train. Some entered by listening to lustful musics. People that are singing immorality in the name of song. And the more immoral they sing and become and show, the more their songs and their popularity goes. Some entered at film-watching junction. Others entered at strange kissing junction. A lady came for counseling years ago, very many years ago, and said, I was kissed by a brother. He is a president of 
the fellowship at the zonal level or something like that and came to visit her as a group president and this kissed me before you go he said after many years of that kissing he has been lost in uncontrollably after this brother the brother himself I got to know him the brother is not lost after her but the sister is in trouble is in trouble he took deliverance for the demon of lust to be cast out of her for her to become free deliverance lust is a demon that's why if he's holding you or holding a man eh, it seems as if there's nothing else the person is understanding you tell him God said do not commit fornication he said after this fornication I will not listen At which junction did you enter? Some reading lossful materials. But this train will all land them into different varieties of immorality. Are you in the train? You need to jump off immediately without consulting both the driver or the conductor. Because any attempt to consult them, they will detain you there. Your own trade may be a relationship that you entered into with an opposite sex that has no definition. Eh? Sometimes I wonder what people call relationship. Is it not relating with your fellow man? Eh? A brother told me that he's feeling lonely. I say, whenever you feel lonely, call me on phone, we will talk. <laughs> We talk and loneliness we go. If you want to get married, you pray and let God show you your wife or your husband for brothers anyway. And then you propose and then you enter into relationship. That is when you do what? You enter. It's not when you just came out. Uh, he just told somebody, I just j- jumped out of one relationship and I entered into another one very recently. Eh? I just entered into a relationship. You know, and I like the way the brother is calling. You know, he's calling morning, afternoon, and night. Sometimes he will send me a recharge card and pocket money. At least he's taking care of me. After a while, you will throw your laps for immorality and get defied like Diana and do in Israel a thing that should not be done. Hmm. If you ask David what this single sin of adultery cost him, he may not finish the the story. Because right before his eyes, his first son, Amnon, began to lust for his own sister, Tamar. And through the wicked counsel, from the subtle self of Jonadab, his friend, he succeeded in raping her. As Second Samuel 13, just two chapters from 11. You will meet 
what was happening before David in his own eyes. Do you know that when David heard it, he didn't talk? Are you aware? Ask me why. He doesn't have boldness. You are not getting me. Which boldness will he use to talk to his son? When the son was aware of how he, the father, carried a woman that, not, that is not his wife, another man's wife, how can he correct Amnon? He couldn't talk. Sometimes I ask brothers that are in courtship with sisters. I said, if you kiss this sister, if you romance this sister, if you have sex with this sister before wedding, you are a discipler. When you begin to have disciples, what will you tell your disciples on how to do courtship as believers? Because the single difference between believers' courtship and unbelievers' courtship is purity. Purity. Once that purity is broken and there is impurity, excuse me, you are a capital unbeliever. Before God. You are not a believer. Because that's how every unbeliever does. And that is why, for many brothers and sisters, courtship period, when you are just doing speaking in tongues and moving anointing, throwing your mantle to people and then touching your shoe under anointing and falling, <laughs> the devil will be saying, uh, when you finish that, meet us at your courtship junction. Eh? We'll wait for you there. If you don't lost and commit immorality, then we can be sure you will last in this ministry. We can be sure you will be bold. We can be sure that you will go far. Where is the boldness he will use to advise his son? You have a discipleship son. And in your own courtship, you are committing fornication. You are committing romance. How are you going to train them in righteousness? How? Remember the future. What will you tell your own children? When I talk to my children, biological children, eh, maybe as they are coming up, I know what to tell them. I said, I don't know who a woman is. I never lost after any woman. I didn't even touch even my wife-to-be during courtship. It's a testimony that can give you boldness to preach Jesus. Many people, they are not bold in preaching because their own life has been perforated with sin. So sometimes you hear a preacher say, well, we need to maintain, live a righteous and a holy life, even though it's not easy. Even though it's not easy, sometimes uh, one can still fall. You know, but even when you fall, just try to repent immediately. I know it's not easy. Is it easy, brethren? <laughs> That's a preacher. A preacher that has been perforated with sin. Eh? Preaching. May God deliver somebody here today. You need to save your future. If you must be a vessel for revival. I was interacting with one of my students. He wanted to travel to Germany for masters and came to greet me with wine. So after we finished interacting, I asked him a, a question. Will you survive the immorality in Germany? 
He's a student of UNN. I lectured him. He was, in fact, he was that cost rep during their time. And he worked in Lagos for some months before he now got a scholarship to do masters in Germany. I said, Lagos and Nsoka, which one is more, you know, there's what they call atmosphere of morality. Ah, he said, Lagos is not, nothing to write home about. You can't compare it with Enugu. I also witnessed this myself some time ago when I went to Lagos. One of my sons took me to a place for us to eat. And I saw ladies, you know, with all kinds of dressing, smoking with alcohol on their, in their, a lot of them. I was asking him, what is happening here? He said, you have not seen anything here. <laughs> so when he was now in Germany, he called me. I now asked him, what is happening with respect to the question I asked you before you went? He said, Sahir, you can be walking on the road and see two people kissing themselves and committing immorality by the roadside. That is, you know, this one is not anything you like to do, you do. Do you think you, you are strong enough to survive temptation? That's the kind of you know, weak Christians that has been produced by our perforated preachers. They can't make you strong. They will only tell you you are going to prosper, you will, I will bless you, you will get this. Strong Christians that can stand for Jesus in the face of temptations are lacking. Compromisers everywhere. But God will turn the tide. It is because of what he wants to do that he called for this meeting. And you are lucky to be here. Vessels for revival. What did I say is the greatest enemy to revival? It must be uprooted. In our lives in the name of Jesus. David was educated by self to cover his sin. The moment he noticed that the woman is pregnant, self taught him, this is too shameful, the husband is still alive. How are you going to escape this shame? Do you know that if David is to be honest, eh, what he would have done is to invite the husband. And when they come, he will just apologize to him and tell him that he's sorry. What can I do? Anything. Eh? He just apologize. Tell him the whole truth. Am I correct? That's what he should have done. But you know, self, how can? How can? No, 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 no. When people hear it, eh? Do you know that the same thing hardened David, a man after God's heart, hardened him just to protect his image? My brothers and sisters, watch this thing they call self-image. Watch it. Watch it! Just to protect his own self-image terminated the life of an innocent soldier. Terminated a man's life. Selfishness. You know, life is good for you, but it's not good for this man. Just to protect your image. What wicked this thing called self is. You may think that 
what is talking to you, telling you, um, when your husband comes back, don't tell him this. Um, or when your wife comes back, don't tell her this. And you think that you are being wise. You don't know that a wicked enemy is trying to destroy your marriage. Do you know that when Jesus said, what God has joined together, let not man, he didn't say let no man, let not man put us under. Do you know that that's the first man to put us under in marriage is not an outside man. Who is the man? The self in the man and the self in the woman. They are the first people that puts asunder to marriage and causes divorce. Everywhere divorce. Every, some people have not divorced physically, but they are just they are enduring. You know what they call endurance? Endurance race. They are not happy that they are married. They are just they are enduring. The woman will say, if not for these children, if not for these children, I know what I would have done. But for the sake of these children, your marriage will not be like that. And even if your marriage is already like that, God will help you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Self taught David to cover his sin. Eh? He thought that this gallant kingdom soldier called Uriah is a sheep article. Eh? He tried to tell him, go to your house. I love that man. When I go to heaven, he's one of the first people I would like to meet. Hmm? I would like to ask for brother Uriah. Because if you see what, how he spoke to David, he said, oh God, David, the ark, Job, and all Israel are in the battlefront. How can I go home to sleep with my wife. As the Lord lives, your servant will not do so. It's a challenge to David. He's indirectly telling him, I don't even know what you are doing here. Eh? <laughs> eh? The ark is in the field. Israel is in the field. And you like this, that is supposed to be their leader, is here. I will not join you as the Lord lives. Such a saint, a hidden soldier. Such people are popular in heaven, more popular than the even the, the David of the earth. I would like to see that brother when I get to heaven. May God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. I want to round up. In Second Chronicle 21, something happened there. If you read verse 1 to 3, Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to number Israel. And David said to Job and to the rulers of the people, Go, number Israel from Beersheba even to Dan, and bring the number of them to me, that I may know it. You know what happened here? Satan tempted David to number Israel. Every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own loss and entice. The only difference between self and Satan is that self is the enemy of God inside a man, whereas Satan is the enemy of God outside a man. Both of them are enemies. The enemy within called self is the internal agent of the enemy without called Satan. Satan planted his 
agent inside the man when the first man Adam fell. Self is Satan's own nature that quickly replaced God's nature in man when Adam fell. It is controlled and sustained by the same rebellious life that controls and sustains Satan. Satan cannot get a man to do anything against God until he connects self. Yet, there are times Satan is not directly involved. It's only self that is pulling the person using the power of his lust to sin against God. Both cases come to a man as a temptation in exactly the same way. In the case of David here, Satan was directly involved. And what is the temptation? The temptation of pride. Why does he want to know the number of Israel? He wants to glory in the population. Even Job said, O king, God has blessed you and has given Israel great number. You don't need to do this. He said, go and get the number. That's pride. People brag for many things. People brag in their ministerial you know, invitations. Eh? They are, the number of invitations they have had. The, 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 all kinds of shows. All kinds of packaging. Have you heard about packaging? You are not talking. Eh? Packaging what is not real and is looking real. Just to, you know, John said, do not love the world. First John 2 verse 15 to 16 said, do not love the world or the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world are the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, and the pride of life. He said, these things are not from the Father. He said, and the world is passing away. But whosoever does the will of God abideth forever. What are the ways pride manifests in believers? Personal display and show off of abilities, possessions, and achievements. It could be a show off of personality, degrees, wealth, beauty, hairstyle, especially when it is new, body shape, new clothes, new cars, anointing, a show of anointing. A show of spiritual knowledge or physical knowledge. A show of charisma. Ability to speak good grammar or oral. Or is it oral English or oral English? If you still derive pleasure in showing off things and achievements, directly or indirectly, spiritual or physical, you are still under the control of self. The pride of life in you shows that you belong to the world, not God. Part of the problem, or problems, this desire of self, in such a person will be facing, is an endless pursuit of these things at the cost of his relationship with God. Did you get that? Because he wants to get the degree in order to show off. Because he wants to get the car in order to show off. Because he wants to get that. He will be pursuing that, not minding what God is saying at the expense of his relationship with God. Very dangerous. He derives pleasure in them and showing them, displaying them. May God deliver somebody from this kind of pride in the name of Jesus. 
another kind of manifestation of self in pride is public recognition and personality worship. We have talked about people trying to show themselves, trying to, you know, display what they have in order to be noticed. They can't be in a place and be unnoticed. Some of them, if they are not in command, they will form a pressure group. You know what they call pressure group? Eh? They just form a clique and begin to attack the leadership. So we not even be there. If they are not the leader, then they, that, they must not be there. They will go and form their own. That's how so many denominations have come up today. Some say God spoke to them, but it's not God. It is clearly self that spoke to them. Gave them the name, Fire and Thunder End Time Revival Church. They wrote it down. Waiting for the time. Another way pride, self-manifest in pride is classified association and relationship. Proud people are known by their divisive spirits in relationship among the brethren. They will choose the people that they believe that are in the same class with them. Talk to them, relate with them. If it is not a class according to wealth, it will be a class according to education. It will be social status or religious elite group. And then we have spoken about self-image. Self-image, trying to protect it at all costs, is also a manifestation of self in pride. Self-exaltation and respect. Proud people love to be respected, greeted, and even worshipped. Eh? Wherever they are, by the people around them. They have a way of trying to draw everybody's attention to themselves. And if you refuse to be part of their worshippers, they will try to make things difficult for you. No, it's true. I have seen it. You know, when you pass through places of work, you see all kinds of things. When I was a lecturer, there's a particular, you know, clique led by one professor. If you are not a member of that clique, they will be frustrating you. I refused to join. So when I became the head of the department, they were having meeting against me every day. Somebody told me that every day these people, they meet in the, in the professor's office and the plan is how to overthrow you. I spent two years, two tenors as a head and God delivered me from their hand. They were not able to overthrow me. <laughs> Amen. Self-sufficient and self-confident. They believe that they have everything they need. You know, when you see people confident in their money, they hardly say sorry when they throw somebody's thing down. Two of us. If somebody who is confident in his, in his money is passing through the marketplace and maybe a woman that has okra in her plate and he happened to pour it down, and the woman is saying, ah, why are you? What is their normal response? How much? Is it, how much are you shouting like this? You know, how can you be shouting at me? You don't have respect in your village. <laughs> Arrogant people. Arrogant. Proud. 
they can't say sorry. Sometimes they will go and buy gifts instead of saying sorry. What does it take to say sorry? And then you now go and be thinking. First of all, you're not thinking, which gift will I buy now? Eh? To appease. And then you go and buy. And you come back and deliver the gift. Which one is easier? To say sorry and go. And to go and think and buy gift and drop. Self makes life difficult for people. Difficult. A life that God created to be simple. And to be flowing. He will complicate it. Make you to be in a rat race. As if you are struggling for something. God has delivered me and he will continue to deliver me. You know why I say so? When we are preparing for CLDR this year, I had rest. I said to I don't know how God just helped me. Other years of CLDR, you know, some of you know what I'm talking about. You see me, I've been sending texts, trying to encourage this person, come, don't come. God said, forget about it. He gave me rest. He said, I will bring people you will teach them my ways. And if you do well, forget about it. I will use you as a vessel for revival. Nobody uses himself. That's why I'm at rest. I'm not struggling for anything. I'm not bothered whether people come or not. What I'm bothered is that God said this program was hold and this is what you will teach. I am satisfied with the will of God. No, I am satisfied. If God doesn't want it for me, I don't want it. Contentment. The proud is not content. They are confident in the things they have. Some of us will not even pray and ask God for grace before you come to preach, before you come to sing. You believe you have gifts. That is self-confident. Self is one making you to come out. You say, I can sing. And that's why sometimes you will mess up the whole thing. Because you don't know how to beg God for grace. Some of us, when you see us bold in the pulpit, you need to see us where we are begging God for mercy and for grace to come to pulpit. Because we are not confident in ourselves. We are not sufficient in ourselves. We know that without him, we can't even talk to anybody. Even those of you that are shy, it is this self that is making you shy. Inferiority complex. It is this self. Self is a two-edged sword. Double-sided coin. One side is superiority complex. The other side is what? Inferiority complex. Both of them are self. Because even when you say, I am shy, it is because you are thinking about yourself alone. Your shyness will not allow you to Come out and let God use you and help others. You say, no, I'm shy. I can't preach you. They say, you are going to lead us in prayer next week. You will come out to the altar and say, hey, I have not done that kind of thing before. Me? Lead? Please, I don't want. I just, the way I'm just coming to fellowship or discipleship and be going is enough for me. This is self at work. This person has not even tried to know, is this what God wants me to do? You see, self will blind you, cage you around yourself. That you will not be able to think about God and what God is saying. Are you getting what I'm saying? I have not preached before. And so what? 
The people that are preaching, is it not one day that they preach for the first time? So why are you always, you know, thinking about what you have done before, what you have not done before, around yourself? You are not considering how God can use you to help others. Who wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. First Corinthians ten twelve. This wicked self within what this warning. Who will ever believe that King David, a man after God's heart, will fall such a victim under the control of self? The amazing thing was that he started with something that looked small. Being in the wrong place at the wrong time. And from there, it graduated into lust, which conceived and delivered adultery. Then, to cover the adultery by all means, murder of an innocent soul followed. How many times have you been careless to be at the wrong place at the right time? Check your life today. For any tendency of lust that will lead you to sins tomorrow and avoid it at all costs. Be warned. Self is dangerous. Rise on your feet and cry out. Ask God to help you. That's why we are here. Food is going to come, those of you that are hungry. But I tell you, we will keep eating. Every day we eat. We have been eating. At night, I, I looked at my grandmother's teeth. I don't see any eat again, teeth again. And she's still looking for meat. You keep eating till you die. Forget about food. Forget about all those. Yeah. Focus on God. And f- pray today, this afternoon and say, God, help me. I didn't come to any good in vain. Some of you traveled from Lagos. From Oyo State. From Ogun State. From Abuja to be here. Tell God I am not here in vain. I, 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 I evacuate self in me. In one way or the other, the Lord has opened up a case. Some of you, it seems as if your case is hopeless. But you can cry and God can have mercy. I know my God. He can change even that which looks hopeless to something good about you. From Bathsheba, Solomon that became the king after David came forth. But David prayed and cried and mourned. God will see your own seriousness in prayer. I have not seen anybody seriously praying here. What is happening here? Can you pray and ask God to help you? We can't continue to be victims of lust. Victims of being at the wrong place at the wrong time. The right time. No, 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 no. That shouldn't continue. Thank you for listening. We trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our website, www.calvaryonline.org. For testimonies, counseling, and prayers, you can send an email to calvaryrevivallabels at gmail.com or call 080-6560-7999. You could also follow us on all our social media platforms at Calvary Revival Labels.